Welcome to the InnerSelf.com audio version of Why Google, Facebook, and the Internet are Failing Humanity and Little Critters. Written by Robert Jennings, co-publisher and webmaster of InnerSelf.com. The article is narrated by Marie T. Russell. Once there was the Library of Alexandria, then the Gutenberg Press, and now the Internet. This is not to diminish the importance of other libraries throughout history or in any culture, nor is it to diminish other publishing innovations. But suffice it to say these events were important turning points in the history of humanity. I once wrote and was quoted in the early days of the World Wide Web that the Internet was the equivalent of or surpassed the importance of the Gutenberg Press, which democratized the written word by ushering in the spread of knowledge to the common man. It is one thing to have access to a library or bookstore or TV. It is quite another to have much of the world's news, thoughts, musings, and academic works at the snap of my fingers or few touches on a keyboard. The Internet still works for me, mostly because I learned in college many years ago to gather multiple books on a subject in order to look for truths and inaccuracies. And in life, I learned to be willing to change a fact when confronted with new information and always question current beliefs. What is increasingly obvious is the dark side that is engulfing the Internet and is spreading inaccuracies, falsehoods, and propaganda to an unsuspecting, busy, or lazy audience. Sometimes it's just human error. However, more often than not, it is nefarious motives by countries, groups, or individuals attempting to distort perceptions. I firmly believe in the doctrine of good overcoming evil, but have learned that there are some with intent to evil some disrupting any and everything, and some going up the down staircase, in a crowd. I choose to describe them as the proverbial 5 to 10% going against the grain in most anything we encounter. True, sometimes it's for the best, but more often it is not. I usually describe this as the reason why we must have stop signs and traffic laws. Without them, 5 to 10% of people would ram you at a crossroads from negligence, recklessness, or malfeasance. And so it is with the Internet. Circular, Collective, Unconscious Incompetence The Dunning-Kruger effect is where people believe that they are smarter and more capable than they really are. Since we all can have a tendency to fall prey to the Dunning-Kruger effect on different topics, it can make us vulnerable to misinformation and propaganda unless we are diligently aware, which most are not at some point. When a nugget of truth is included in misinformation, it is even more believable while misdirecting us. We are also great mimics of language and actions as a species. That skill can make us both quickly incompetent and competent. In the concept of circular incompetence, false input to the collective makes some individuals incompetent when they could just as well have been competent 
left to their own devices instead of the manipulation from others. People with nefarious motives have learned and understood this throughout history. To control the masses, they will inject misinformation, lies, and deceptions into the community so that the incompetence travels from person to person, group to group, and back again like the telephone game, and media to media. We can see this at play in authoritarian countries today. The Failed Don't Be Evil Platform Talk show host Tom Hartman once said that while researching his Hidden History Book series, he had to sort through many multiple layers of right-wing nonsense on Google. I seldom use Google search myself for much of the same reason, although I have other reasons as well. I dislike the ads disguised as content. While deception, it really is akin to lying. And much nonsense is the rule now for the once invaluable tool. There are still nuggets, but you've got to go to the effort to sort through the BS. What Tom Hartman was referring to was the methodology of the authoritarian political money class to provide the equivalent of salt blocks for the unsuspecting deer being hunted. This is an analogy to spreading propaganda for gain that would make the infamous Nazi propagandist Joseph Goebbels smile from the grave, or make Freud's nephew, Edward Bernays, the father of PR, giggle with glee. The right-wing idea of buying up multiple copies of an author's new book, so it appears at the top of the bestseller list, to mass-producing websites to spread misinformation for monetary or political gain, or salting comment sections of legitimate websites with disruptions for disruption's sake is just the tip of the iceberg. The right-wing imagination knows no bounds and no scruples when trying to win at all costs. Don't be evil was once used in Google's code of conduct and motto, Unfortunately, from the pressures for profits, this idea was relegated as an afterthought at the end, as, and I quote, And remember, don't be evil, and if you see something that you think isn't right, speak up. End of quote. Running right-wing propaganda is very profitable. While Google search is bad enough with ads disguised as searches, Often the searches themselves are filled with popular misinformation. But worse is the nonsense dispersed rather liberally by YouTube. I use YouTube quite a bit, and I have learned much from individuals willing to share their expertise and experiences, for I use my safety in numbers guideline to sort through the offerings. For instance, I will watch ten or more videos to arrive at best practices and I seldom use Google's recommendations. Is Google's behavior intentional? Maybe, maybe not. Does it matter? What is clear is that Google is virtually unapproachable by its users and depends mostly on algorithms for most of what they do. Are they aware of the problems? Probably. Do they care? It appears not. The Platform for Anybody to Say Nearly Anything 
One only has to quickly peruse the Facebook entry on Wikipedia to determine that ethics may not be their strong suit. Originally started at Harvard as a site to vote on who was hot and who was not, it has not progressed much in ideas since then. Simply put, Facebook is a predator. It thrives on the personal data of not only its users, but also on the personal data of non-users as it trolls the Internet with its like buttons and recommends that are embedded in most websites. In the lead-up of the 2016 presidential race, it was instrumental in kneecapping the Clinton campaign and promoting Trump for president. It helped promote the Brexit agenda in the UK. Much of this has been disclosed through the Cambridge Analytica data scandal. Millions of people were treated to ads by probable Russian agents designed to spark tribalism and promote the candidacy of Donald Trump. The Internet is full of disclosures about this, now that the damage has been done. The New York Times exposed some of the shenanigans in These Are the Ads Russia Bought on Facebook in 2016 again, after the damage was done. It is said that many folks get their news on Facebook. Yes, it is a time waster for sure, and leaving little time for using more reliable sources. I can't think of a better detrimental example than the COVID-19 pandemic, where users spread disinformation, leading to the readers left bewitched, bothered, and bewildered, sick or dead. Monkey see, monkey do. Google and Facebook are not the only culprits, by any means. Many websites, big and small, learn from their nonsense. Some try to self-correct, and some don't. But what is true is that Facebook and Google are sucking the revenue from the Internet, leaving any competition with ever-limited options. It's not a new phenomena, as it is as old as humanity itself. Left to their own devices, some people and organizations will seek monopoly over their competitors in the devastation of everyone and everything around them. Nowhere is this more damaging to a civil society than politics, where most seek to cement their control by simply legally bribing those with limited scruples not freedom of speech. Freedom of speech is often misunderstood. Freedom of speech is guaranteed in the U.S., but only from the government, and not always. All speech is not free to utter. Some speech is libelous. Some speech is fraudulent. Some speech is designed to incite panic. Nothing, though, is more common or slickly damaging than failure to supervise one's journalism of false equivalence and leaving the threads of causal connections hanging. This concept is particularly obvious in the U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan. How irresponsible of the media to focus on the natural chaos of withdrawal without highlighting the dishonesty that preceded and caused the need for withdrawal in the first place. So, we must ask ourselves these questions. First, are we free to mislead others intentionally for personal gain? Second, 
Do those with authority have a responsibility for due diligence to the truth and not lie? 3. Are you free to abuse me? Am I free to abuse you? 4. Am I free to deceive or encourage you to harm yourself? Of course, none of this is really new. Every era has its charlatans, conmen, and methods to spread the lies. Here is a quote from Woodrow Wilson. We live in an age disturbed, confused, bewildered, afraid of its own forces, in search not merely of its road, but even of its direction. There are many voices of counsel, but few voices of vision. There is much excitement and feverish activity, but little concert of thoughtful purpose. We are distressed by our own ungoverned, undirected energies and do many things, but nothing long. It is our duty to find ourselves. End of quote. Written by Woodrow Wilson, who lived from 1856 to 1924. What is new is that the old adage, a lie can travel around the world and back again while the truth is lacing up its boots, has become terrifyingly new and has never been more true than in the Internet era. So I come full circle. Like the Gutenberg Press was important in democratizing information, the Internet is now instrumental in democracy itself. It is a turning point in history. But instead of strengthening democracy, the Internet is weakening this grand experiment of the people governing themselves. We don't have much time to right ourselves as we stare down the barrel of climate change. Already the suffering begins and will only intensify as time passes without adaptation, mitigation, and prevention. Given the current trajectory of species extinction, we may have to be reminded of songbirds by only a clock that chimes a song on the hour. The solution to a changing climate is not something that can be done alone. It must be collective. For that, we need the proper information, and the keepers of the Internet are failing us and standing in the wings are the authoritarians, ready to sell us our death by a thousand cuts of BS for profit and power. This article was written by Robert Jennings, co-publisher and webmaster of InnerSelf.com. The article was narrated by Marie T. Russell. We hope that you have enjoyed this article. For over 30 years, we at Inner Self have sought to encourage new attitudes and new possibilities. For more inspiration, visit us at InnerSelf.com. Thank you. Visit the Inner Self Market for new attitudes and new possibilities. You'll find inspiring books, wonderful music CDs, audiobooks, card decks, candles, jewelry, gifts, all kinds of wonderful things. 
visit us at market.innerself.com.